Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it is, <laughs> wherever you are. For those of you that don't know who I am, my name is Andrew Grosset and welcome to this week's edition of AG Relates. Now, for those of you that have been following the previous podcast, we've been covering our top, top reasons, top reasons, top five reasons as to why marriages stroke relationships fail. Now, let's face it, it is, a, it is a, a way of life as it stands in today's day and age. You know, it's something that if we're not due to experience directly ourselves, the chances are we're going to be experiencing it indirectly from those around us, those that we love, those that we care about. So it's something worthwhile going over, not, not going over with a view of, you know, just wallowing in self-pity and going, right, well, this is what we're facing. What we're looking at here is we're looking at ways in which we can make it better. We're understanding the reasons as to why these situations occur. We're taking a look at the solutions that are available and then taking a look at which ones might be applicable. You know, in order to move forward, in order to move to solution, we have to first understand, understand what part we have played in things, understand what part we have, we have got to play in things and understand to, so that we can understand how we can prevent these things from happening and re-happening over and over and over again. Now, the next one on my list was adultery. Now, I was about to go into, into this subject this week, but I decided not to. And I'm going to tell you why. The reason why I've decided not to, because we have covered it in a couple of previous um, posts earlier on in the first beginning stages of this podcast lifetime. And so I, it's not something I felt I thought or felt that we benefit greatly from dwelling on too much. We all know it's there. We all know it's a part of it's a, it's a part of this this series of which we're talking at. We know it's a serious thing, and we've already discussed ways and remedies from both sides of the, sides of the sexes as to how we can deal with it, as to how we can move past it, as to how we can get over it. So I'm not going to go into that one today. But what I am going to go into, what I am going to go into today, is controlling behaviour. Is controlling behavior, and we're going to take a look at this subject on both sides because it's one that I feel, it's one that I feel I've I come across the most, but I feel is discussed the least. So it's one that I come across as is embedded in people's relationships. Usually, something that people just accept until they can't accept it anymore. They're usually, something that people just move on with and live with until it rears its ugly head into a form that 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 means it's a forever no more. You know. And so, what I wanted to do is to take a look at the reasons as to why, as to why, if we are the controlling influence in the relationship, that we feel need the need to, and then also if we are the one of the controlled within the relationship as to why we put up with it, as to why we don't put a stop to it, as to why, as to why. So that's the subject for this week, controlling behaviour. We're about to get into it. We're about to get deep into it. Here we go. Now, contrary to popular belief and contrary to what the media, what the media will put out there, it's more common there are much more cases of where a relationship has come to a point, a relationship has come to an end from controlling behaviour from women to men. Contrary to what the media would have you believe. See, the media like to paint the picture of what sells most newspapers. So they will go for the one where you've got domestic violence involved. They'll go for the one where you've got the loud shouting guy that's, that's, that's causing havoc on this poor lady's life. And I mean no hint of sarcasm in that statement whatsoever. And I will come back to that later on. 
But just because it's something that shouts the loudest or is printed the most doesn't mean that it's the most frequently occurring situation. The most frequently occurring situation actually is women being controlling to men. You know, and while I take a look at this, I find this whole fight for control fight quite fascinating. The fight for control that goes on within the relationship. You know, back in the day, if we were to rewind this a good 50, 60, 70 years, there was none of this because the, the controlling elements from the relationship, the hierarchy, how the relationship was set up or composed was predetermined because by society. It was predetermined by society. But this is part of the problem as to where we've got this fight for control evolving because we haven't evolved the rules. We've evolved the circumstance, but we haven't evolved the rules. People don't have the discussion. They don't have the discussion in the beginning of their relationship as to who does what. So there's this great confusion that exists as to who does what. Whose job is it to do the the dishes? Whose job is it to go out and earn the money? Whose job is it to take care of the kids? Whose job is it to take care of the bills? You know, and when we come into a relationship circumstance where there are two people trying to share a life here, the rules have to be established because when you've got two people, two people that are absolutely fighting for control, tyranny evolves. Where you've got two people fighting for control, fighting for control, warring for control. Somebody has to be the victor. Somebody has to surrender. Somebody has to lose. Tyranny is born. Now, when I was looking into this whole fight for control bit, I came up with three possible reasons as to why the whole fight for control needs to be established in the first place. One is power. Now, in a relationship, why does one person need to have more power over the other? Why? Why does one person have to have a controlling force? Why does one person have to be in control, in charge, have more power than the other? Well, so there is that question there when we come onto the subject of power. Then moving on to we've also got control. Why does somebody feel the need to control another person? Why do you feel the need to have control over this person that you state or claim that you love? Why do you need to have absolute control over this situation that you say you are in love with? And then the other bit I got onto was also insecurity. But that's nothing to do with the relationship that you're in. That's to do with the relationships you have come from. If you are leading your relationship from a point of insecurity, then ultimately you're looking at, and this goes into all three of them, you're operating within this position of love from a position of fear. And the two cannot exist in the same space. You cannot fear someone you love. You cannot fear something you love. Therefore, love cannot exist in an environment that you fear. When you're scared, you can't be in love. The two don't work the same. You know, they don't work the same. You can't be, you can't be absolutely head over heels and in love and free with someone, free in a situation, free in your relationship but scared. Relationships cannot operate from a position of fear. Arrangements can. 
Arrangements can operate from a period, from a position of fear. But this is not, that's not a relationship. That's not what I'm guessing you signed up for, which is where this feeling of unhappiness, where this feeling of unhappiness is coming from. When two people combined, when two people come together, they're supposed to come together to make each other stronger. It's supposed to be a combination of two individuals. Two individuals coming together make a relationship. Not one person coming in to be ruled by the other. Not one person coming in to be feared by the other. Not one to assume control over the other. Two people that come together to make each other stronger and hold each other up through their weaker parts. That's, that's the relationship we desire. That's the relationship that we want. And very often it's not what we end up with because we forget to make that definition. We forget to make that point the point. We forget to make that the point of our search. We forget to make that the point of why we stay. We forget to make that the point of our union. Together we are supposed to be stronger. Not one ruling over the other. Now, let's not get it twisted here. When we talk about controlling behaviour, recognise it's a behaviour. It's a behaviour trend. It's not a, it's not a response, it's a decision. And that decision comes from something that has happened. So if you are the person that's being controlled, if you're in a relationship and you are the individual, man or woman, that is being controlled, then you have to start asking yourself, why? Why is it that this person that you claim that you love, this person that claims that loves you, why is it that they feel the need to control you? Why is it that they feel the need to enforce rules over you that mean that ultimately they own you why is it something that you've done is there something that you've done within your relationship that has provoked it now things like things like cheating will, in, will will instigate fear things like beating will instigate fear things that instigate fear in relationships and cause someone to be more subservient than the other is is not a healthy situation to be in but maybe, maybe the point of understanding in this is understanding where it's come from. Because if you can understand where something's come from, then you can understand what's to be done about it. And if you're sat in a situation whereby you are being controlled and the, the crux of it is that the reason why this person is now reacting in this way is because of something that you have done in the past, at least then you can start to get some understanding as to how you work around it. You can start talking to this person and start going, right, well, I'm sorry. You can start talking to this person and going, right, well, how do I make it up to you? You can start talking to this person and start saying, right, where do we move from this? But the point I'm getting getting with this is, once you start to understand why, then you need to start talking about how. How we overcome this, how we move past this. To simply say and sit there and go, well, this is just the way it is, is where your unhappiness is coming from. It's where your discontentment is coming from. It's where your problems are, 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 are rising from. 
Is it something that's, re- that's coming from your past? Is it a result of something you've done in a previous relationship? If you've spoken about infidelity before with other people, maybe you've been honest with your partner and explained to them what's gone on in your past and how, how infidelity has repeated itself over and over and over again. You have to understand you have some responsibility in the way in which they have decided to behave now because they are on red alert for that history to repeat itself. But again, with that understanding of that, you can start moving forward and you can start talking to them and going, right, well, okay, I understand that this is worrying you. But the way to make history not repeat itself is not to focus on it. The way to make history not repeat itself is to not make it the point of our future. And start discussing ways that you can make this other, this person you're with, reassured that you have got no intentions of reliving what you have already lived. Now on the flip side of this, if you are the controlling one, if you are the controlling one, you also have to ask yourself why. Now, the most, in the most cases that I have, I've dealt with and spoken to couples in the situation where one person is the controlling element, it's usually nothing to do with the person that they're with and everything to do, everything to do with the person that they used to be. Now, when I found it in guys, guys that had been very promiscuous with their past, guys that have been routinely unfaithful in their past, had now come to the point where they've decided that they're going to settle with this individual and they're going to try and do this thing called a relationship by the rules of said relationship. But because they are so tainted by the lies that they used to tell, because they are so wrapped up and they know inside and out the history that they have painted through the years with previous people, they are on red alert. Red alert because they know how much hurt they have infused on other people. They don't want that backlash to come back on them. So they become this controlling individual, not because the person that they're with has given them any possible reason to think that they need to be like that, that they would be unfaithful, that they would hurt them. Not that they have given them any reason whatsoever, any inkling to think that. But because of how they have been in the past because of what they have done in the past and because, here's that word again, the fear, the fear that they have of that happening to them, they go on absolute red alert to make sure it doesn't. Now, if you are the person that's being the controlling element, and this is the reason as to why this conversation is ringing a bell, you are going, I in your head, this is me. Now you need recognize you need to do something about it. you cannot hide from it because the words that are making you feel this way are not external they're in your head the things that are making you feel so insecure are in your head and so you have to let them out so you've got to sit down and talk to this the other half your present other half and explain to them this is why it is but i want you to help me get past it And if you can do that, then the two of you will grow so strong because you will form a bond that has overcome one of the biggest challenges a relationship can face. 
If you've got that question rolling around in your head, if you've got those voices coming out from you and you know you love this, you love this person inside and out, you know this person means the world to you, then let the problem out and let the loved one in. Remember, love cannot stay where fear exists, but love can replace fear at any given point in time that we make the decision make the decision to let it in. Now, we touched on the subject of communication before, but I'm going to reiterate it now in this circumstance here. As the beginning part, the middle part, and the concluding part of the remedy to this is to tell them. Tell the person how you feel. If you are the controlling person, tell them why. If you are the person being controlled, tell them it hurts. Now, sometimes people aren't aware of that of which you are very aware of. So they may not know that what their their behavior is hurting you. They may not know that the way in which they're checking up on you makes you feel a certain way. They may not know that they're constantly looking through your phone is making you think of doing things that you don't necessarily want to do. You know, they don't know. If they don't know, then they don't know. You have a right to yourself, not to them, but to yourself to tell them. Remember, a relationship truthfully and truly is a position where two people combined feel free. Feel free. Two people combined feel free. You shouldn't feel imprisoned by the person you love. You shouldn't feel imprisoned by the situation that you love. You should feel empowered to be you like no other because you have someone there that's got your back to the end that's trying to empower you, that's got your back to the end, that's trying to raise you up, got your back to the end, that wants to move you forward, wants to get your dreams part of their world, that wants to be part of your world, that wants you to be part of their world. Relationships were not supposed to be places where hearts are incarcerated. They'll be supposed to be places where spirits are uplifted and set free. Remember, like attracts like relationships are not supposed to be born or built on fear and insecurity and please remember please remember when they are fear and insecurity is the only thing the only thing they can produce but when they're built from a position of love when they're built from a position of love that love will have the power to right anything that has gone on in your past that love will have the power to combine and bond the two of you like you have never been before if this is going on in your relationship you need to let them know how you feel talk about those feelings talk about how you want the relationship to to be agree on the terms of how that relationship is therefore going to be moving forward and then encourage encourage and empower each other to fulfill your respective parts to the joint pathway the two of you walk on thank you so much for tuning in this week that is me out 
for this week. I do apologize for the length. I've just seen the time. So I'm going to wrap this up real quick. Um, as usual, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support, whether that be through an Insta, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Thank you so much for tuning in and making this podcast, this, this podcast, something that I can be so, so proud of. We've got some exciting developments coming on later on for the beginning of next year i'll let you will have wind of the of the the bits we're working on one of them is an actual seminar we are going to put this out live we are going to take this out on the road um i can't tell you how excited i am about that as well and it's all come about from the ag inspires it's all come about from now ag relates and it's all come about from your love and your support and i cannot thank you enough also for those of you who have not grabbed your copy of love lust love yet have not grabbed your copy of Love, Lust, Love yet, or it's the first time you're hearing about it. It is my debut novel. I am working on a few others. Yes, I'm a busy guy. I get up early in the morning. I go sleep late at night. But yes, it is available on Amazon. It is available from the Austin McCauley website, um, which is the publishers. It's also available from Waterstones Online. I've also found out this morning that it's also available on books, etc., and a whole load of other bookshops, bookshops as well. So on that basis, there, I can only think and take note that we are doing well. So thank you again for those of you that have already purchased purchased your book. Awesome. Love the support. Thank you so much. If you haven't, that's where you can go and grab yours from. For those of you that don't know what the book's about, it's a love story. <laughs> it's a love story and it tells the story of Tina and Stephen getting together, all the trials and tribulations that they have, but the bit that makes the book unique and the bit that makes the book exciting is the fact that it's told from both perspectives simultaneously. So it chops and changes throughout the book, throughout the chapters, throughout the paragraphs. So one minute you're hearing it from Stephen's point, one minute you're hearing it from Tina's point. So it really gets deep into the psyche of the connection and how humans relate within a relationship and also how they miscommunicate too. It's very funny if I do say so myself and also quite a roller coaster of a ride. As I said, you can go and grab yours from Amazon, you can grab it from Waterstones, you can go and grab it from the publisher website, books, etc., and various other places. Okay, right, that's me out for this week. Thank you so much for listening. As usual, you guys stay strong, you stay focused. I'll see you in the forwards, but most importantly, you stay safe. Take care, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.